Not everyone's, you know, accidents are the same. Some people's aren't nearly as relatable as mine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've been there. But have you ever had something that's been so bowel crunching that you barely want to walk up the stairs for you're afraid of what will happen next? So then you got to kind of like get down on your knees and army crawl up the stairs to get to the bathroom. And you're just clenching your cheeks and you're, you've never felt your calves touch the back of your thighs so hard before as you're working your way up the stairs. And then you get to the top and you realize, I gotta get down the hallway. I gotta get down the hallway. But your stomach is just, you know, just, you know, just tying you in knots. So then you're like, can I roll? Can I roll down the hallway? Instead, you just start moving like a worm from Trimmer. As you work your way down the hallway, you stop and your roommate looks at you like, Again, and you're like, ah! and then you just start moving, and you start moving down the thing, and you just your butt cheeks are so tight oh, no. you couldn't put a credit card between them. That is how closed you have to get them. And then you get into, and you, there's no time to make it to your restroom, so you gotta use the guest bathroom. And then you get in there, and you just have to like, how can I get on the toilet? My bowels are destroyed. My feet do not want to work anymore. My fingernails have been left in the hallway. I have nothing to grip because that's how much I've been trying to control it. <laughs> so the thing you do is you just kind of roll yourself up into the bathtub that you don't take, sh you know, baths in because no bathtubs are normal people size anymore. And then that's when you just let it go. <laughs> your pants are on. Your shoes are, you know, just a mangled poopy mess. As you just flooding your trunks. <laughs> I think this is your your one. You know, this is your A to B connection to be a part of the uh, to to get that sponsorship that you were talking about a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, this is really a long form way of me getting that oopsie doopsie poopsie. Yeah, uh, you're well on your way if if uh, if you ask me. Damn, give me that flow money. <laughs> give me that flow money. Hey, pop scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the cheat, cheat, cheat. And if you fall asleep, then he got ya. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell ya. This is Pop Scares ya. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Pop Scares You. Pop Saga's all month long look at the spooky, the scary, and the spoopy. Tonight, we are talking about Halloween Kills. Just kidding. No one pays for Peacock. No one. <laughs> no, we are talking Halloween 2, the 1981 sequel to the smash hit that was John Carpenter's Halloween. Starring Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis and a young Dana Carvey. This movie was directed by Rick Rosenthal and written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Tonight, we will ask the difficult questions. Is this movie as good as the original? Does the mask hold up this time around? And more importantly, did Lonnie get his ass away from there? I'm John Brackett, <laughs> Sheriff Brackett, security guard cousin. And as always, I'm joined by Dr. Forrest Lewis. So, Doc... 
do we know what death is? Uh, you don't know what death is. <laughs> that's me running away. <laughs> of course, that's what he did. <laughs> I shot him six times. I shot him <laughs> six times, even though it was seven, but I shot him six times. Oh, man, they loop that so many times. It's so unnoticeable. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween 2. And sort of, as you mentioned, sort of serendipitously um, lining up with the release of Halloween Kills, the second in the new trilogy that makes this not canon anymore. Exactly, just wipes it right out. Yep, and I think in some ways that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I mean, you know, we'll 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 talk the movie a little bit, but we'll probably you know just start harping on the series. I figure, um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, maybe a little, a little bit, like you know, just getting there a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I thought, you know, I thought this is interesting. This is our last episode of Pop Scares You. Yeah, sad to see it go. It was a fun, a fun event. Always, uh, always a little depressing when, when spooky season is over. Yeah, you know, I mean, of course we always sprinkle some horror movies here and there. Sometimes you get Certainly. a, you know, you, you get a, 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 a burr up your butt, I guess. And you're like, I gotta watch something scary. And yep. then we'll watch it. <laughs> so, sometimes it's a cruel Cruel summer. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that in there. Yeah, okay. uh, but uh, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna be able to listen to the, uh, you know, the pop scares you theme song. That's kind of nice. That's uh, you know, you kind of save it for a special occasion. Yeah. That just makes it even all the more uh, special. It's like saving the best bite on the plate. Yeah, we, like put a little everything together. You're like, ah, pop scares you, <laughs> my old friend. I can't wait to hear you again. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of great decisions, and mm. speaking of Peacock, um, mm. do you know what Peacock is calling their month long horror event? Yeah, Spookcock. Hmm, you're dangerously close. <laughs> it's. It is labeled, and this is not a joke, Peacocktober. Wow. Okay. Peacocktober. It's Peacocktober over here at Peacock. Uh, uh, it's a it's a choice. Yeah, it's a, it is a decision. It's I mean <laughs> somebody. I'm, Somebody's doing their job. Oh, Peacocktober. Got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's October and we're called Peacocktober. I've done... Mortimer, you've done it again. <laughs> uh, he, went from, uh, he went from that job to working for Peacock and we can already see the fruits of his, uh, his genius. Perfect. Well, yeah, you know, everyone likes peacocks, I guess. And then everyone likes October <laughs> because it's a month you have to go through. You can't skip it. Well, you know, that's what I love about and my favorite part about any NBC show is the peacock logo. <laughs> of course. So doon, you know doon, doon. I'm like, all right. Now that I just turn it off. Yeah, you're getting that seal of quality. 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, I can't wait to watch n- almost none of the shows except the Amber Ruffin Show. The Amber Ruffin <laughs> Show on Peacock. Check that out. That shit is Amber funny. Ruffin Show. It is legitimately funny. It is um, one of the funniest late night shows you could watch right now, right now, right now. <laughs> yes, that is true. I I have to say that I've uh, found that as well. Um, what? Don't pay for it though. Yeah, don't pay for it. <laughs> Just, use that, just get that free account. Deal with them commercials. That's what I got. That's yeah. what I got. I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, that that snuggle bear, that horrifying snuggle bear, tell me to 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 buy whatever snuggle brand snuggle sheets. Hey, Samuel Jackson once asked, "What's in my wallet?" That's fine. Do yeah, it. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, and I'm like, "What's in your wallet?" Is it a talisman that is keeping you young? <laughs> what is in your wallet, Sam Jackson? Yeah, that's 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 good living. That's what that does for you. He is he is he's another person who I wish I could just like I don't know catch some of his dander or something and mesh it into like you know mortar and pestle and drink you wish you the could uh... <laughs> liquid that would hopefully make me look as good as he does now because I'm like a bloated corpse like. <laughs> That is not true. You know, like, everyone always like, oh my god, who let a dead body in this waiting room? Oh, I'm not dead, I'm just, uh, my eyes are closed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, every time. Every time. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, Halloween 2. Halloween 2. The one that shouldn't be. Because, uh, you know, uh, John Carpenter made the first one. And he yes, and it, and it, you know it wasn't an instant success. And actually, a lot of people forget that uh, the thing, which is a beloved movie these days, at the time was a huge failure. So, um, you know, the John Carpenter had sort of a string of of uh, projects that were uh, underappreciated in their times, and. Um, Eventually, Halloween built up, uh, you know, they made enough money and, and, and accrued enough fame. And there were so many copycats that Universal's like, we got to make another one. And John Carpenter's like, no way. I'm done. The story has been told. He liked the ambiguous ending and he did not want to come back to this uh, to this world. But when he found out it was going to be made anyway, he was like, OK, fine, I'll write it. I'll write and produce and from what I understand, he said to the director, his only direction, he did not hang around the set. He did not sort of, uh, uh, you know, he didn't poltergeist uh, a la Steven Spielberg this. Um, but uh, his only direction was make it scary. Yeah. And then when he saw his cut, he was just like, this is about as scary as like Trapper John MD or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, the the actual quote is that he said it was an episode. It was as scary as an episode of Quincy. I don't know if you if anyone remembers Quincy. But. That's even that's even before my time. Yep. <laughs> that that was not on syndication. I was not I was not a Quincy stand for sure. No, I was not a Quincy kid. But uh, it is a pretty sick burn. I mean, you know, like. Here, I mean, I guess I'll just flat out say it. He's got a point, right? Like, I mean, initially, I love the first one. You know, I mean, the first one is um, 
is so scary and it's such a masterfully a masterful or i should say a master class in tension building and it's just you know to me it's probably my favorite horror movie yeah and no i mean i guess along the uh, you know the slasher genre i mean it helped Mm -hmm. you know birth it for heaven's sakes and then you get this one and someone's just like hey we kind of want to make a you know we want to make a sequel and he's like i don't want to make a sequel and they're like no 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 but you want to make a sequel and then like the be forced to make a sequel and this is this is rare because guess what this has happened twice within the halloween family you know mm-hmm. this all right so he does so john carpenter did not want to make a second one studio forced him to like at least write the second one you know say what you will about rob zombies one rob zombie made his reimagining and it made a fair amount of money and he was good with it and then they're like hey we want to make a halloween too and he's like well, no, I don't want to make a Halloween too. It's like, well, we got all these ideas. And then when he started hearing the ideas, he's like, well, f- for fuck's sake, I'll make two just so they don't ruin my vision. Now, again, take his vision for however you want to. <laughs> Not nearly as beloved, but it is funny that they are involved in this sort of back and forth uh, with this series twice in a row. That is pretty interesting. It just, it, it is, it's just this weird thing. I've been like watching uh, all, well, most of the movies. I, I'm not going to lie, I skip five. I just, <laughs> I long, I long jump over five. I go, <laughs> is that, which one is five? Is that H2O? No, that's seven. Wow. Seven? Okay. What's five? Five is. Oh my god. So it's the second part where. Uh, um, god, I'm blank on her uh, character, but it's. Um, god, I'm blank on her character. Anyway, it's the little girl from the fourth one is in the fifth one, but she's all like having more psychic connections. Oh. I think Jamie, Jamie, I think is the character's name, is having psychic connections with Michael, but his mask is just like, like a joke of a joke by this point, (laughs) because so, all right. So the first one masterpiece doesn't look like, uh, you know, Captain Kirk at all. You know, they shadow it different. They enlarge the eyes. If you stare at it, you can see it. But you can like, see a little melted Shatner in there. Right. Then you see Halloween 2, the one we're going to talk about. And that looks like Shatner now. <laughs> it's a thick boy mask, that's for it, sure. Well, you know, different, but it was the same mask from the second, uh, from the first movie. By the time they got to 5, they did not have the original mask, nor did they have it. So what they were doing was like using Don Post like copies mm-hmm. of Dom Post mask and then making okay, copies of that. Sure. So by the time you got this one, this thing looks like every Michael Myers mask you ever see at like the Spirit Halloween oh, no. store. <laughs> you just like and at one point I don't even think they painted it. So there's a point where you can see it where it's all flesh colored. And it's just like it 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 is oh five is so bad. Anyways. Uh, so I long <laughs> jump over five, but I've been watching between the 
So I watched the first original Halloween and then the second one, the prep for this, and then I watched Rob Zombie's first and second, and then so I've been reading all the almost parallels between the both, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. Uh, so I guess this <laughs> this series is sort of plagued by bad decisions. Yeah, like, I mean, look, uh, spoiler alert, uh, uh, for the movie and for how I feel about it, uh, this movie and all the subsequent movies, while appreciated, definitely aren't needed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. It's it, it's weird, right? This movie kind of, it, it, it feels like the first one in some ways. They have... Yeah. The Michael POV cam, the the synth score is back. Um, certainly, John Carpenter came back and reshot a couple scenes uh, for the movie, so it has a little bit of that Carpenter flair in there. Um, and one of the things I forgot was it takes place directly after the the first one, to the point where they refilm to the detriment of the scene the scene from the final scene from the first one and we get to see it's a slightly different version where michael myers seems to uh walk up a ramp uh, <laughs> and over the balcony he's like uh oh and then he leaves like a looney tunes like uh, imprint in the mud when he falls down uh but uh yeah, I didn't. I for, had forgotten that part that that it is literally set, you know, ex- even slightly before the first one ends. Yeah, that is, that is I actually think thinks is one of this movie's saving graces is the fact that it can ride. Like if you watch Halloween one, you can go right into two. It's like watching Rogue One into you know A New Hope. Yep, <laughs> it's it's pretty seamless. It's pretty seamless. It's a good experience. Um, so you got to give uh, John Carpenter and, and Rick Rosenthal that. It was an interesting way to connect the two. Um, little fun fact I heard about this movie is when John Carpenter was writing it, because you know he didn't want to, so he was having a really hard time thinking up uh, stuff for it, and so he used to down a six pack a night. Uh, trying to write this movie it shows yeah <laughs> it shows like it, it you know for what it is it again this movie didn't need to be made but it also started following trends when it itself was you know the the original movie was such a trendsetter right yeah kind of go and say well all these other slasher movies they're all gory all the kids want nothing but bloods and guts and all you know so the the force that into these movies and you know make them a lot more violent versus the tension and the you know like the build-up and the very bloodless you know original which just again is a masterpiece intention it's not wasn't so much about the killings it happened but it was more about like how he was stalking you know Lori, and then this one is just like oh he's still kind of doing that but you know it's just let, let's just make it all gory all the time you know like yeah how, how ultra violent can we make this um i think honestly somewhat to the film's detriment 
I agree. I think I don't think the extra blood or and gore really adds anything. And I think that that's that sort of heightening of the themes of the first movie. I think are is something that this movie is. Uh, I wouldn't say is necessarily guilty of, but it's something that you can see a lot in this movie. Um, like I, there, there's like even down to the nudity, which there is like a little bit more in this movie, but it feels more exploitative or uh it it lasts for longer it's like everything is like the first movie except ratcheted up and the tension is not nearly as effective so what you get is like a kind of a less scary version of the first movie that um it, it feels more like a jason movie than it does like a michael myers movie Exactly. Like it, it, it felt like it just succumbed to like peer pressure, and they're like, "Well, okay, well then let's let's make sure that we have like a water scene where we can see someone topless in it. That'll be good, right?" And then you know, let's make sure we get some sort of wicked eyeball shot because that has to be in there because that happened. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Care for that part? Yeah. It just it just felt like it. It, it has its moments, which, like you were saying, like some of the POV shots, to you know some of the angles. It it's weird because a lot of this movie also just feels like it was trying to copy the first one, mm-hmm. but like it, instead of it being like someone watched the first one and took notes, it's like someone described the first one to him, and then he's like, okay, I think I get it. And let's, yeah. you know, or or kind of tropey. You know, like how in Star Wars, everyone has to say, I got a bad feeling about this. Like, it sure, just has yeah. to happen. Uh-huh. Right? Like, that, that face, you know, appearing from behind someone, you know, that's so well done mm-hmm. in the first one, which it, it still spooks me out when it's just his, this white mask materializes in this dark space. Well, they do that same shot in this one. But because, yeah, like three times. I know, but because his head is so much bigger than Nick Castle's head, as Dick <laughs> Warlock's head, right? His head is so big, this mask is just like, whoa! <laughs> like, like, hey! It's like someone put a like this mask over a basketball, and it's just all stretched out. It's like, oh, and it's all dirty because you can see from where like fingerprints and smudges mm-hmm. on the paint, and you're just like. Man, this didn't. I know this. You, you're telling me this takes place right after the first movie, but you sure he didn't have a, some time to blow it up or or something? You know, like you know, well, well, think about how uh, Lori's hair changes oh, from that. the first movie to this movie, even though it takes place like literally a few minutes afterwards. Yeah, I love. I don't know what Nick or sorry Nick. I don't know what. Uh, wig they had on uh, Jamie Lee Curtis but when they take her into the ambulance uh, at the start of the movie she looks just like David Bowie from Labyrinth <laughs> what babe the babe with the power she's talking crazy <laughs> um, that was uh, I noticed that this time around uh, that, that wig is terrible 
Like, it's, and like, it's really bad. What's with the last Starfighter in this movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the guy who plays the last Starfighter. No one remembers the last Starfighter. Aww. They're making... I'm, there's a new... There's some new don't, stuff coming. Don't, don't tell I'm, me that shit. First there is. all like, the Mogwais are coming back and everyone's gonna <laughs> love it. And then you're like, watch Chucky. And now you're all gonna be all like, uh... Uh, hey man, Last Starfighter's making you know it's making a comeback. <laughs> first, first yeah. up, that's a very good impression of me. So, thank you, bravo man. to you. Thank you. Um, I've been listening. <laughs> I am classically trained. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, maybe it was just a somebody put together a concept trailer. Um. But why? why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh well, I guess there is some chatter about a reboot film coming. So there oh, man, you go. You need you need to get off that chatter shit because you just keep finding all the bad news. <laughs> well, the, there's super Super Mario Brothers stands, and now that there there are Last Starfighter fanatics. Yeah. Hey, you know what? They want to see that Death Blossom make a comeback, and I can't blame them. Ugh, um, death blossom i want to eat is at the outback steakhouse That's the thing awesome. is like <laughs> how are they going to how are they going to modernize the last starfighter i mean obviously they're, mm. they're just going to use have to use the same like vintage cabinet that somebody else unlocks because there's no way like playing these days like whoever's best at the video game would be a would be like a person you would want to be the protagonist of a movie. <laughs> I can already tell you how to do it. You make it a mobile game, and everyone who wins out the weekly events with the highest scores, you're you're the next Starfighter, buddy. <laughs> no way in this in this day and age it would just be like we're looking for Pants Smasher sixty nine sixty nine four twenty. <laughs> yeah. Are you what? You are you ready for the adventure of a lifetime? Uh, 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 get stuffed, old man, Cowabunga! What do you? That's mean? what the kids are saying, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? All, yeah, all I I hear it all the time. I walk down the street, kids are like, "Cowabunga, dude! That's so radical." Not yeah, going to come back. That's for sure. Well, that's true. Like, oh man, this is some tubular Baja Blast, man. I can't wait to drink <laughs> some more of it. Yeah, all it's all back. Boogie boards. It's, we're in bell bottoms, yeah. low rise jeans. Yeah, maybe. Big hair. Oh yeah, the big hair never left. Flat oh, yeah, tops. Oh, uh, Apple Pluses. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Crisscross. <laughs> oh man, Crisscross wishes. <laughs> hey, they'll still make you jump, jump. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Make me um, jump, jump. Oh god, yeah. it's Crisscross on the radio. Good. <laughs> jump to the quick jump up and turn it off. <laughs> anyway, diatribe aside, mm. I don't know what's up with the last Starfighter in this movie and. I don't know what's up with a lot of people in this movie. He uh, just becomes obsessed with Laurie Strode as he is taking her to the hospital and then just, like, won't leave her alone for the rest of the movie. You know, it's weird. 
I just I was surprised he wasn't um this wasn't like Ben Tramer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, like the guy she's supposed to go on a you know, go out with. Right. He he is in the movie though. Do you what? know who he is? No. He's the dude wearing the Michael Myers mask that gets run oh, no. over and blown up. That is supposed to be Ben Tramer. Yeah. Okay, here here I have got so many questions about that. So please, please. Uh, if, in case you're not familiar with the scene, uh, Loomis and one of the sheriffs are driving all over town. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Myers has just escaped, and they gotta find him. And so Loomis spots <laughs> this person walking exactly like Mike Myers, Michael Myers, uh, not Mike Myers. He's like, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to go there. But um, uh, he, except the he has a blue jumpsuit on and an exact Michael Myers mask, except it is spray-painted silver. And what is this? It's not like it was a popular costume. They had to go... They ask you to suspend your disbelief so hard to think that there was someone dressed up exactly like Michael Myers and it wasn't... This is the same night. People don't even know he's out there killing people. And you're telling me that this... (laughs) They have someone who looks just like the shape? Well, I mean, okay. Was Michael had to get the mask from somewhere. He got it at the hardwood store, or hardware <laughs> store, in the original one. So that yeah. means there was a call for those masks. <laughs> right. Right? I and, mean, but then you're going to put on a blue jumpsuit and slowly stalk through the neighborhood? Well, maybe, like, you know, maybe that mask is like a mascot to something we don't know about in this world. You know, like, uh-oh, it is Carl the mechanic, you know, and everyone right. loves him. Okay, and everyone so loves dressing. Up, you know, it's like dressing up as like one of the Pep Boys. So there's a TV show uh, with some sort of ghostly Shatner-esque mechanic uh, that yeah. everyone's hot for, and and like all Michael Myers just happened to kill a guy in a, uh, that was driving a tow truck, and then get this mask. So he's the one who is really. Uh, he he has pulled off this weird coincidence, and this kid was just doing, you know, he was he was just, he was another silver face, the mechanic. Yeah, he's just all like, you know, it's like, a mechanic robot. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I like this cannon now. <laughs> I approve. I am Doctor Mechanic. I mean, look, everything up until uh, Ben Tramer's unfortunate explosive death is. Uh, they don't handled. mention that at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, he is, like, that's how he's credited. <laughs> and credited it's in, so in, insane. And what an insane decision. That no one would know. Because, like you said, no one would be like, did you hear about Ben Dramer? He got blown up today. <laughs> like, you know, around uh, Lori. No, it was just this <laughs> little thing where they're like, we're, we're, we're... By the way, <laughs> that scene... Is so insane. Yeah, it's because uh, you know Loomis is waving his gun around. He's gone stark raving mad. He's threatening a a member of the local uh, police force. Mm -hmm. They see this this uh, faux Michael Myers walking around, and he just loses it and starts chasing after him with a revolver. 
you know, shoot first, ask questions later. And of course, the uh, this teenager is just like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> he runs into traffic where he is promptly hit by another police car that's speeding to the scene. And that police car goes careening into a van, which I guess it would have hit anyway. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> and then this kid catches on fire for some reason and is just engulfed in a in a, a gout of flame. What what? <laughs> hey man, I don't know how they built cars back in the seventies, so you know, yeah. very, very light touch explosives, if I remember right. correctly. <laughs> it's all the Haddonfield Police Department was uh, on a. Uh, they they had just switched over to the Pinto for all their squad cars. Exactly, Pinto or you know TNT on wheels, as it was called. Yeah, I don't know that fucking kid got blown the fuck. It was it was almost comical the way that it just almost. like he first gets hit into a van and then starts burning and then it explodes and you're like okay. Must not be this kid's day. No, that that kid. I mean, you know, if not, Loomis was going to shoot him anyway. <laughs> like he, he had Loomis no is very strong. Uh, it, you wouldn't know by looking at him, but man, he he can really. Uh, he has the strength of a man driven by madness. Yeah, he is insane. You know, like I guess he spent his whole life trying to keep Michael locked up. And then all of a sudden, seeing him out there just, you know, cutting people up left and right. And then after he shot him six times. I um, shot him six times. He isn't a man. I shot him in his heart six times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That just really unhinged him where he's just like, I mean, he was fucking shouting things willy nilly in this movie. Like when he was out the cop's window. It's like, what do you do? Give him a warning shot, boom! And I was just like, all right, all right, this is... uh." Yeah, when they're... they're, they're, So they're taking him back to the Institute because he's been spread... You know, this this story is leaked out and the governor has decided that it'll look bad for their uh, rehabilitation initiative. So they pick Loomis up and and are taking him back to the, uh, you know, to the hospital... And they hear about, you know, <laughs> that's when this this ridiculous bit of exposition gets dropped with him and his, uh, you know, one of the employees from the hospital who are sitting way too close <laughs> in the backseat. And she is just like, oh, by the way, there was a secret file. Uh, you didn't see it uh, the whole time. Anyway, the governor said it could be unsealed. And guess what? Michael Myers has another sister. And it was Laurie Strode. That's, ooh, the twist. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, uh, can, can I just mention when she shows up? Uh-huh. And he's, and like Loomis is like, who are you? I'm like, you don't remember this woman? This <laughs> we <was> like do. <laughs> two, no, but I'm like, this is like two days ago in the <laughs> movies when you came down here. You don't remember her at all? She, she was in the car with you when and he like broke the, out. I'm sure when, they're, the, when they were shooting it, they're like, oh, the audience will never know. They'll never remember this lady. We'll have to reintroduce them. Like, And there's no better way of doing that than having Lewis forget who she was, even though he saw her. Literally two days ago. Yeah, oh my god. 
this this is this is the part where I feel the uh, series uh, jump the moat. Yeah, you know the the what's interesting about this movie is that it gave me even though it is a sequel it gave me super strong prequel vibes because it seemed like it was like it's only existed to tie up loose ends you know how like prequels it's one of the reasons why i don't like prequels but prequels just seem like they're just in service to set up the thing you've already seen and so there's like a ton of surprise that is taken out of the the whole equation this seems so preoccupied with like kind of tying up all the the story threads. They're like, "All right, sheriff, your daughter is dead. Guess what? You didn't know that yet, but here you go. Now you're out of here." Okay, what do we got to tie up next? Oh yeah, Laurie Strode was gonna go out with a guy. Let's. <laughs> we gotta blow his ass up. <laughs> he's gotta. Pull, he's gotta be wearing a. Uh, what do we call him? A, a doctor mechanic, the robot. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves that show. Right Everyone in this world loves that show. Yeah. Well, and that's the worst part. You want to talk about a person you could forget. It's that guy. Right? You're just like, eh, yeah. it doesn't have to be Ben Tramer. I think it was in the novelization where they made him that. You bring up a valid point, though. That is the 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 reason why they are related was because of uh, like broadcasting rights. So get this, like NBC was like, hey, we want to show you a movie on television, but it's too short. So you need to film some new stuff. So if you ever watch like the TV edit of Halloween, you'll get some extra exposition that supports that Michael is indeed Laurie's brother. Right, because of all the... The horror stuff they had to cut out. They had to. He had to go back and reshoot some scenes just to make the, it for the yeah for the terrible on team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they pad this out, and then this is that through line. And apparently, Carpenter was enthralled with uh, again spoilers. Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. So that was the genesis of this decision, which you know he regrets. Like, I've seen so many interviews with him just going like, man, that was a bad idea. This movie is an abomination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did say that. That's harsh. It's harsh. Harsh, but maybe fair. Eh. I mean, I don't know. I think about this movie in in two ways. I think it's probably one of the... Weirdly, it's still probably one of the stronger sequels to a horror Mm -hmm. movie I've ever seen. Um, Especially within this series. But that's not saying much. Um, but you can you can see that like once they had to connect this familial reason for Michael wanting to like hunt her down for some strange reason, it it took away all the spooky about it, all the randomness about it. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I don't, or one of the things about this movie that I don't like the most is that retcon really ruins one of the best things about the first movie, which the, which was just that we have someone who is uh, psychotic and who is uh, is not seeing you know reality for what it is and. Lori just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
and that's the only reason she's being stalked. And that is way more terrifying than mm-hmm. he's got a revenge for his family. He's going to kill all the ladies in his family, which is basically what it becomes. Yeah, exactly. And you just go like, what is this? Why Why go this route? Like, I mean, I can understand that like it, it feels like it adds depth, but all it does is, like, if you watch the rest of the series, it just convolutes it. It just makes it worse and worse. It's like, oh, by the way, Laurie had a daughter that he, she abandoned, and, uh, but he knows that too, so now he's going after her. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, come on. Is is this his kick? He'll just kill anyone in his way to his family? It, it, you know, it starts, when you start getting into way later ones, it even jumps more moats and sharks and with laser beams on their foreheads <laughs> but you know it's from this film it's the genesis of this to try to put reason to something that did not need a reason in fact yeah it's better not having a reason another thing that this movie does sort of along that same line is that it turns michael myers into a certified supernatural entity like the first movie, he is somebody who is laser-focused on this horrible task and is unstoppable and is ter- terrifying for that reason, but they never really address if there's anything supernatural or not. He seems completely human, and even the end, when he vanishes, you don't know if he's just, just like in the hedges right below <laughs> the deck just bleeding out or what it, they, it's ambiguous so it, that's that is, makes it spooky and it's interesting this one he gets shot an additional six times yeah. <laughs> the same day and then spoilers spoilers he is set aflame and he walks a good like 12 feet and not just a set of flame. He was in a humongous gas explosion. Yeah, after he was shot through the eyes. Yes! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present before the court that he was shot in both eyes, as, as well as being shot 12 times. Uh, so, obviously, he's some sort of, like, he's animated by some sort of supernatural... Uh, something at this point i mean i can't i can't argue that there's a there's just a certain point where like you're like okay he could be abnormally strong i'll take that right like when he's lifting people up like you know breaking the rules of physics to do it um okay i'll i'll forgive that but yeah he he got shot a lot which is cool but i don't know about you forrest i've never been shot in the eyes but I imagine that really messes you up, um, especially when you start <laughs> like crying like blood. You know, like blood's pouring. That's a cool effect. But like, I have a feeling if I was shot through the eyes, that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm that's at least done so for me, right? I'm at least done for half a day, right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I gotta go done take a nap. for the day. <laughs> yeah, the work is over. I've been shot in the eyes. I'm done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Like it it does put him in that super it, it does kind of bridge that gap between just he's relentless and he's just ignoring it, 
to the point where you're like, uh, you can't ignore all that, buddy. Like, like I, I at least want to hear you go, ah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, it's so boring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but the the I think made weirder by the fact that you know like Dick Warlock who played him was different than Nick Castle shorter sure. so he's wearing lifts that's partly why there's the ramp too by the way because <laughs> he couldn't he step over it like uh the previous michael could yeah a little shorter you know and so he moves different like you can easily tell who is behind the mask because you'll either have ones that you really like or ones that you're like mm. i guess where i'm going with this is like i cannot buy the supernaturalness with this michael myers just given kind of like how different he looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have maybe just gone full comedy with this. Like in the scene where he is uh killing that nurse who is using the the hydrotherapy uh with her ambulance driver uh the hydrotherapy bath with her ambulance driver boyfriend. Um I was like <laughs> cuz he turns it to warning scalding uh temperature and then he drowns her in it uh, while it's scalding basically boiling her alive which is pretty terrifying on a but i thought it'd be funny if like he kept dunking her and taking her out and dunking her and taking her out and then at the last time he does it it's just a skeleton <laughs> like the top of her it's just like a bleach skeleton <laughs> and he just looks straight down the barrel of the camera and gives us like the head tilt like Or he gets spooked by it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Myers hates skeletons. (laughs) Learned his secret, his weakness. Even that part where he's he is like choking uh, her boyfriend when he gets out to turn the hydrotherapy temperature down. It's all like silent. Uh, that's like ripe for comedy. Uh, and then when he Mike uh, Michael Myers comes in and he puts his hand on her shoulder and she does all this stuff with his grubby hand. Yeah, like, like sucking on his fingers and stuff. Uh, that's unintentionally funny, I think. Yeah, like I mean, everyone's just like, "Oh, you wouldn't notice." I'd be like, "I'm pretty sure he fucking reeks." Even in the <laughs> yeah, dude. Even, like, you know, he, he escaped, he's been shot, like, he's been bleeding, he's been cutting people, he looks like he probably has a pretty much disregard for most, like, basic hygiene. I'd, uh, that one hand, I'd probably smell it and go, oh, what the fuck? Did you stick your hand in a butt? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, why does it ring? Oh my god, you're a murderer. I'd probably jump in the pool. Oh, hydrotherapy tub to get away from him. Yeah, he's like, well, I need to boil my face, my nostrils now, because they've smelled this horrifying smell. Look, I'm not putting any wayward fingers, not even my own, in my own mouth. It sure as hell not some dude who's like an ambulance driver normally. I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. And and a skeezy dude by all accounts. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I mean 
there's also the the drunk doctor who is uh is fun stuff um and uh the security the inept security guard it's like a bunch of cartoonish characters coming from the first one where everyone was fairly grounded and realistic and this one is just like there's a bunch of just like madcaps yeah like you said before there's a bunch of horror movie tropes uh integrating themselves back into uh one of the 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 classics ruining it (laughs) yeah it doesn't i don't think it does it any favors not needed it doesn't really do anything and it it's adding this fake depth yeah Yeah. it's like the characters are all like in this incredibly incredibly empty hospital (laughs) yeah he kills it's what it's what it seems like 10 minutes he kills the entire skeleton crew it was a kill every nine minutes (laughs) that's hilarious Oh man, that's funny. I mean, yeah. It, and then like the whole and uh that whole ending sequence was with the uh that sort of very lax um, you know, state trooper or whoever that character is yeah, who yeah. kind of is just like immediately uh kowtows to a a psychotic Dr. Loomis and then does not heed any of his warnings despite believing him enough to be here with him. Just like, hey, he's not breathing. It's fine. Yep. Now your throat slid. I mean, you know what? He deserved it. Especially the face he makes when his throat does get slit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess he deserved it, dude. The, and how about the last Starfighter? He slips in some blood and gets a concussion. <laughs> That was, you know, though. See, that was a that was a, uh, an off-screen kill, but like a colorful kill. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it, yeah. Like moments of it. And I don't mean just because of the blood, but like kind of how they just framed it. One of the uh, nurse alves or whatever was just like drained of all her blood, which you're like, ugh. And the fact he goes in there and doesn't realize what it is. And yeah. then, like you said, he just slips and gives himself a fucking concussion. So I don't know if he died in his car or if he's still alive. Hmm. I think I think Lori let him go to sleep on that horn, and that's it. that's, oh, it that's for it. the last that, fighter. Yeah, well, he's not going to get that high score then. <laughs> but I I think the biggest the, my biggest uh commentary about i don't want to say complaint but the big mm-hmm. uh, i guess we'd call it complaint whatever it's not like carpenter knows who i am and nor would he care i think he'd agree with me <laughs> is that laurie has zero agency this time around yeah she's like drugged up most of the time and uh she does shoot him in the eyes <laughs> yeah that is towards the end versus like That's true. this this time where she's just asleep most of the film, or she's having like flashbacks of conversations where her mom's all like, I don't know. I told you I'm not your mother. And I'm just like, whoa. What? Like, what? <laughs> or like visiting Michael. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? How does she not remember this? Like, I mean, you know, let's say that Lori was like 17, 18, maybe by the time this. How old was she there? Like 13? 
<laughs> you know, like, tell me you don't remember it was three you... years ago. <laughs> Michael, who? Why is he after me? I don't get it. Why are you there? You know, like having these like those flashbacks, and you know, just kind of on the run again. Um, instead of you know, fighting <laughs> back, I think it's funny that in this movie it goes like right from the last movie. She gets taken to the hospital. All this crap happens. And then mm-hmm. at the end, she gets taken to another hospital. <laughs> It'd be great if she just said, as the ambulance is going away, just like, second time's a charm. <laughs> How many people work there? Okay, we'll probably be good for like an hour and a half. Gotta love dual coverage. You know, like, and how do they bring him like how do they possibly justify bringing him back he burns for so long and there's so many close ups of of like uh, a burning face with the eyes burning out <laughs> yeah. yeah what eyes they've been exploded with bullets while the rest of the eyes are burning yep. out no this is see this is funny how these parallels again because Carpenter didn't want to do the, didn't want to write the film. Definitely didn't want to direct it. Mm-hmm. He just did. He just appeared to just do whatever he could to try to kill the franchise in a way, or kill like any sort of momentum to into yeah. making it. So that's why the third one is the season of the witch, which we don't talk about. <laughs> um, you know, and part John Carpenter be- likes it. <sighs> <sighs> ugh. He said and- he loved it because it was different. Yeah, fine. That's true. It is different. That's another movie that's making a comeback. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> I hate to don't, break it to you, don't. But there's a lot of uh, season Get of the witch ch- uh, apologists and lovers out there. No, it's not good. It's the season good. of the witch is the season for lovers. It's not good. It's not good. It's just not good. Anyway, <laughs> he's trying to kill it off, but then they were like, "Well, the." When that season of the witch didn't do so well, they're like, uh, "We got to bring back Michael. People like the Michael." And at that part, Carpenter was away, so they had to figure out how to retcon that shit. I was like, "I don't know how you retcon the fact you killed both Loomis and him." But that you know that was the intent, not to make any more. It's the same reason why Rob Zombie did his second one the way he did was because he was just like, "I don't." There shouldn't be a third one. I'm going to, again, take that how you will. (laughs) And the way it went, he got his wish. But the whole thing was, there shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't have been a second one. There shouldn't be a third one. So I'm just going to make it where, you know, like, you wouldn't want to bring it back because I killed off your main dude. You know, we see him get gunned down. No way he's coming back from this. If you really wanted to end that second use the second movie to end the franchise michael should have taken his uh mask off and been just like <laughs> well mr lewis i mean dr lewis my apologies sir i did a b- bad whoopsie doodle take me back to the funny farm yeah that would have done it <laughs> that would have done bleep, bleep, that's all folks <laughs> it's oh it it hurts me it hurts me as as such a fan of um the first movie and kind of like how like michael myers still personally creeps me the hell out sure that just like 
the kind of rewatch this one and go like, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I still don't like it. Um, cause it's, it's just a, a, a pale, like imitation of the first one. And it just, um, still better than the others, but again, that's not saying much. Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, it, it definitely tries to retain the spirit and tone of the first one. And I think that that is admirable. And I think yeah. the the parts that, you know, the fact that Carpenter wrote it, reshot a lot of stuff and edited it, uh, the, the version we see, I think that's cool too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there is a good reason why the 2018 mm-hmm. series, uh, you know, Halloween uh, kills being the latest ent- entry. Um, I am... And not series, it's a trilogy. The 2018 trilogy uh, disregards every movie except the first one. And I think that there's a a good reason for that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it's just... You know, it's creepier when it's random. You know, that's like... that. That's the whole point. And the tension that the first one built... You could do that. Obviously, if you watched Halloween 2018 or Halloween Kills, there it definitely is not going back to, you know, the the form and function of what Carpenter set in the original film. Yeah, no, this is some ultra violent shit now. Sure. Um, yeah, because I watched Halloween Kills, obviously. Oh, cool. I had to. Um, it's a movie. Okay, well there you go. You know what ha- you know what that means when John says that. I mean, you know, it so it suffers from middle movie syndrome. Yeah, it's the second of a planned trilogy, so right. that can it's it's setting up the end, which yeah, you know, that penultimate is it can be kind of a yeah. It could be good. You could get Empire. Right. But that's right. like only when people don't know what their third one's gonna be so they're just right, like exactly ah. you're like yeah we're doing a trilogy and there's the second one you're like oh so michael doesn't die and more than likely uh laurie strode doesn't die so everyone else is gonna die <laughs> you'll have to see i will say he does john wick somebody in this movie in, okay in Halloween Gills, which i it, it got me the go a chortle and we're like, oh, <laughs> the way he did it, it's pretty good. Hey-o. Yeah, but, uh, uh, and it, it, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, obviously I'll watch the third one when that one comes out and I'll try to see if it's going the direction I think it's going. If it does, I'm probably not going to be that big of a fan of it, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, that should be interesting. Now, we didn't enjoy this movie all that much, but. As it's the last uh, entry into Pop Scarzia, John, do you have a favorite kill of yeah. Halloween Two? Hundred percent. Where what do we it, got? Where it was lame and and uh, kind of really bad in the Child's Play movie with the uh, doctor getting electrocuted. Uh, I'm going with Nurse Karen's death in the uh, therapy tub. That mm. really grotal, gross, definitely brutal. And, um, like, you can see we're going back to something and not just putting some more soot makeup on them, you know, has an effect. So, I think that one was, uh, that's my favorite kill. 
Out, outside of maybe him getting blown up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny you should say that because that is definitely my favorite kill of the movie. It is the hilariously excessive death of that poor teen, the Laurie <laughs> Strode's uh, date. Uh, uh, Faux Myers himself uh, getting hit by a police car, set on fire, and then eventually exploded. <laughs> this guy. This poor, uh, this poor mist- case of mistaken identity was uh, both kind of horrifying and... Uh, and uh, hilarious and then when loomis hears about it his reaction is sort of equally funny oh no (laughs) oh boy we uh oh uh oh oh. (laughs) it happened again (laughs) loomis Uh, you can't be murdered everybody Well, uh, I hope uh, everybody out there enjoyed Pop Scarzia for another year. And who knows, uh, next year we might actually watch some good scary movies. Yeah, we'll so. see. <laughs> so, as always, we would like to thank Burton M6 for our incredible Pop Scarzia Halloween spooky theme song. It's an incredible piece of music and an incredible theme. If you would like to uh, employ him for uh, something like this for yourself, uh, check the link in our show notes. There's a link right to his Fiverr page, and you can have him uh, impart his genius onto you, uh, which you you don't would you should, and you'd be lucky if he did. Um, if you, uh, if you're out there, Mr. Moneybags, throwing your money around and you'd like to throw a little our way, there is a link in the show notes to our merch site. Uh, hasn't been updated in a while, but hey, there's still classic shirts there. And don't you need a couple more shirts? I think that you do. But let's say you're not Mr. Moneybags. Let's say you're not the guy from Monopoly who I recently learned is called Mr. Pennybags, I think. Wow, I should have uh, should really checked my notes on that one before I said it, but it's out there in the world, and that's how we're going to keep it. Uh, let's say you're not that person, and uh, guess what? There's a way you can support this show without spending a dime, and that's to tell a friend or a family member or just somebody on the street that, uh, that you <laughs> think that they'll like it, and then you make them listen to it. But, I mean, don't do anything bad. We don't support anything like that but make them listen (laughs) um and as we always like to say at the end of our shows and we really mean it we hope that wherever you are out there you're feeling happy you're feeling healthy and we'll see you next week remember folks you just listened to pop saga's 69 episode Nice. Hey, pop scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the cheat, cheat, cheat. And if you fall asleep, then he got ya. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell ya. This is Pop Scares ya. Let's go. Pop, 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 pop scares ya.